Hello and welcome back to How to Pretend to Like Sports. I am your host, Monica Woodhams. This is episode 93. It is the week of February 15th. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Funny story about Valentine's Day. You know when you're on a Zoom call and you're supposed to be muted? Yeah, I'm usually pretty good about that. But yesterday I had a work call at the end of the day. It was just a listening call, so... I always kind of multitask during that call, like kind of wrap up the day. It's a 5 p.m. call because most of my coworkers are out in California, so it's normal time for them. But it was also a special day because yesterday was Valentine's Day, and people kept asking me all day what plans I had, whatever. It was getting really annoying, and I had kind of vented to my therapist about it. I was texting her. She is wonderful that she even allows me to do that. I don't test that boundary, though, so, like, I keep the texting for special occasions. Anyway, so I text her. I'm venting, and I'm on this call. I think I'm muted, and she's like, it's just easier if I call you. So I answer the phone because, again, I'm, like, trying to wrap up my work day. I put it on speaker. So immediately we go into Valentine's Day annoyances and woes and probably get like 60 seconds into it. And because I kind of like was multitasking, not paying attention, I wasn't paying attention to my Slack. And I finally look over and my Slack is blowing up. Monica, you need to mute. You need to mute. Monica, please mute. So yeah, so about like... 15 of my coworkers got to hear the first part of my impromptu therapy session about Valentine's Day. So that was neat. But anyway, good talk with Hillary. She's wonderful. Then I decided that I was going to make my Valentine's Day be what I wanted it to be. So that meant I was going to Uber Eats Panda Express because my love language is having food delivered to me. Um, Now the problem here is if you saw my Instagram stories would be that my orange chicken bowl arrived sans orange chicken. So thank you Uber for the $5 refund on a $8 meal that came with only the part that's probably worth 30 cents. But it's okay. I got my orange chicken. I marched myself over to Panda Express over in Lower Greenville, or is it Upper Greenville? It's on Greenville in Dallas. Anyway, the, the location is not important. It's the one off of Lovers with all the birds on the telephone wires. That's super creepy. So if you're familiar with Dallas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, so today I got my orange chicken. Sometimes you just got to take it into your to your own hands and... Now I don't have to worry about getting orange chicken for, I'll probably crave it next week, let's be real. Anyway, this episode is definitely delayed. I took a two-week hiatus because I went to London. The London trip was amazing. I went with my mom and we were there for six days and we just bebopped around London. I don't know how I got to London because my flight was literally one of like four planes that left Dallas out of love field the day of like an insane ice storm we had but it happened got to london my favorite part of london was how everyone was dressed 
anywhere I went, there was like a statement handbag that I've only ever seen online and had never seen in real life. And it was just so fun to walk around and just see a city where everyone, males and females, both just dress to the nines every single day. It was amazing. I loved it. I really, and I really just love the energy of a city that's super walkable. I think that that is my happy place, which really makes me question living in Dallas sometimes, because I think that's why I always talk about how in DC, I felt like I was just like, just living my best fullest life and just had all the energy because I get a lot of energy from walking around and just taking in my surroundings. If you give me a coffee in a walkable city, it's my perfect dream day ever. So London definitely filled that cup. I was definitely talking in therapy about how we can find a way to fill that cup in Dallas. That, and don't say Bishop Arts. Like, I'm just not a Bishop Arts girly. It's great. It has what it needs. It doesn't fill my cup in the way that London does. And no, I'm not about to move to London. The logistics of getting the dogs over there, I get really sad thinking about them flying on the bottom of the plane. So unless I'm in a scenario where I can get the dogs on board, London's not happening as much as I'd love. Before we dive into sports, there was something that I wanted to share because I had a really proud moment with myself today. One of the big things or areas of growth for myself over the last year, and this is where the oversharing part of the podcast comes in. We haven't really done an overshare in a while. But I thought this was important to share because it was a really huge growth moment. And I hope that anyone listening, if you're in a similar place or are trying to get to this place, I hope that I hope that it resonates in some way. But basically, I am a pretty like go with the flow person. I'm very patient. And sometimes I can let that patience make things longer than they need to. I think I have a really, that's with anything in life. Like, yeah. The amount of patience you have to have to even live with Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Ralph and Remington says it all. But even at work, I, I think that's the biggest compliment I ever get at work is just how patient I am to like figure out problems and understand them and hear other people explain their need and for me to have the patience to then figure out like how that needs to get prioritized. But anyway, that patience obviously translates into relationships. I have been known to have a little bit too much patience when I know what I'm ready for. I'm ready for a family. I'm ready to meet my husband. I'm ready to have kids. I have done years of work on myself to get to that point so I can confidently say that I'm truly ready for that. I've done years of therapy. I've read the books. I've been in different relationships where I've learned and grown and I can truly say that at this point in my life that is what I'm ready for and what that means that boundaries have to be created especially when I'm someone who's prone to being patient and this really hits because I have a friend who's been dating this guy for a few months and he keeps telling her that he's not ready for a relationship and she just sees so much potential in what they can be as a couple that she has just been extremely patient. But after months of him continuously saying, 
I really like you. You check all my boxes, all the things, but I'm still not ready. Please wait. And for me, that made me really realize if I would do the same thing. And I realized for me, timing is so important. And someone could be the most amazing, wonderful person in the world. But if the timing is not right, it's not fair to either person to try to force that timing to be right. And it's much better to just create that boundary and be like, hey, you're great. I'm great. But the time's not great. And that's fine. All this to say is I was really proud of myself for putting this boundary in today because the second that you start to second guess things, especially when you first start dating someone, like you got to kind of trust those spidey senses. I just need to throw this boundary out there. And yeah, it's kind of being vulnerable. It would be a lot easier to just like keep going with the flow of things and whatever. But my spidey senses were like, no, maybe say something. And I'm so glad that I did. And it was a very like mature text conversation that was straight to the point. But even though it's so simple, especially in hindsight, it was such a growth moment because I really stood in my my power of I know exactly what I want and I'm ready to date someone who after a few weeks of getting to know someone, like we don't need to know if we want to get married or not, but like know if we see a future. This is not the wasting time era. This is the get straight to the point era. And I feel good about that. And again, nothing was wrong with the guy. Like he checked off a whole lot of my boxes. Unfortunately, there's this critical one, which is being ready. I also stand by that guys know a lot sooner than women do on if they want to date a person. I think that when a guy is trying to, and like hot take, not a guy, so I'm just making this up, but no, I, from what I've seen from my guy friends, my brother, the, the TikTok, guys know sooner than girls do when it comes to if you want to date a person. And so if a guy is like thinking on it, it means he's not ready. It doesn't necessarily mean it's like the person or anything, but I think guys have a much faster gauge and so like to me if you're just like stewing on it especially if you're stewing on it for months like I've seen happen then it's a no but it's a I feel like maybe I can make it work and so it's like months of them convincing themselves and then at the end of the day it doesn't work out so yeah that's my growth moment I remembered that I deserve to be with someone who knows that they want to be with me and I'm going to create that boundary to make room for that to happen. And if you are in a similar place, then I want you to have that permission to allow yourself to be like, I can do that too. And I will do that too. So that's the life catch up after two weeks of not doing the podcast. But we should probably talk about sports. So obviously the Super Bowl happened. The Rihanna concert happened. Turns out Rihanna's pregnant. What a pregnancy announcement hard to compete with announcing that you're pregnant at the Super Bowl but she looked amazing and she sounded amazing and all the things and of course the Chiefs won the Super Bowl super exciting it was I mean I was thinking back to when the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and I was watching it with people who weren't Chiefs fans and it was kind of like I was the only one excited. Everyone else was like, cool, the Chiefs are cool, whatever. 
um, but not like truly excited. So it was fun to go over to a girl's friend's house where everyone was cheering for the Chiefs. So that was really exciting. Let's talk about the Super Bowl ads. There is one that stood out mostly because I bawled my eyes out during it. And that was the farmer's dog commercial. The way that I sobbed during that commercial of just this girl growing up with this dog and then the dog going through all the life stages with her and she's laying on the floor and she's pregnant and the dog just rests her hands, his hands, sorry, a text just came in and that just really made me lose my thoughts. The dog rests his head next to her pregnant belly and I'm just like sobbing, sobbing in public. It's fine. I mean, we should have seen it coming. I cry during every single dog commercial that has ever been made. If you have seen the Traveler's Insurance commercial with the dogs, oh my God, the way those get to me. Honestly, just talking about it and replaying that those commercials in my head, I could start to cry right now. It's just so sweet. I just love dogs so much. Farmer's Dog, I would say the commercial really hit home. And it really tapped into the millennial dog mom. Now, did it make me a shopper of the farmer's dog? No, because at the end of the day, not only do I have two dogs, but one in particular is a German short hair pointer puppy who is still eating three times the amount of the designated amount that's on the bag. And um, she's still hungry after that. So... I don't think the farmer's dog is going to be the right move for that. Unless farmer's dog, you reach out and you're like, actually, this will keep her fuller longer. Let's talk if that's the case, because then we could have a compelling, compelling argument here to maybe try it. But until then, does not seem like the fiscally responsible move, which is funny coming from someone who has to buy a pair of Jimmy Choo's every time she has a bad day. I mean, if I was buying the farmer's dog, I wouldn't be able to buy the Jimmy Choo's on my bad day. And who's the adult and the mom here taking care of the two doggos? I, ga- I gotta keep the Jimmy Choo's. But the Chiefs game was a fun game. I think there was a minute there where I was really worried that it would not play out. Oh my God, before I forget, At the Super Bowl party I was at, we all had to make predictions of the score. And so the team who would win and the score. And I kid you not, I guessed the exact score of the game with the Chiefs winning. I don't know where my psychic powers have suddenly come from. They definitely apply to football. I don't know if we should try this with other sports. I'm still petrified to bet on a game, but like if I have these true psychic powers, We got to do something with it. We can't just like sit on this. So maybe I'll play around with some basketball predictions and we'll see where that goes. And we'll see where that goes. But anyway, how to get that in. So back to the Chiefs game, Chiefs Eagles in the Super Bowl. And my moment of doubt that the Chiefs would not win the game when Mahomes got tackled when Mahomes got tackled and it looked like the player literally just latched on his bad ankle and like re-rolled it for him. Patrick Mahomes looked like he was in so much pain that he would not go in. Usually players, I feel like, try to play off how badly something hurts so that no one tells them that they can't go back in. But he was not hiding it. So you know that that hurt when at the Super Bowl, he can't even pretend like he's good. 
Luckily, they worked their magic during halftime, and he was able to finish the game, which was great. You could argue that the game ended because of bad call, but is that not every game where people say, had the ref done this instead of that, a different team would have won? And in this case, it was a holding call at the very tail end of the game that gave the Chiefs one more minute of possession than they probably would have otherwise if that holding call had not taken place. It was nice to see that the Eagles players and coaches weren't pointing fingers at the ref. I think it gets kind of annoying when that happens, and I think they know that. And they were very much like, that isn't what made us lose the game. There were other pieces that played into it as well. And speaking of the Eagles, obviously it was also the Kelsey Bowl. So Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey on the Eagles. And if you don't listen to their podcast yet, please do. Even if you're not the world's biggest football fan, their just brotherly dynamic is so fun to listen to. And they talk a lot about how They've learned from each other to become some of the best at what they do. And it's a really cool podcast to listen to. I actually just watch it on YouTube. I think it's fun to see their facial expressions. I think they're animated enough to compel you to watch it on YouTube over just listening to it. But overall, it was really cool to see not only their dynamic throughout that, but also Everyone is obsessed with Donna Kelsey. And I love any time that sports become more humanized and it doesn't feel like we're just watching like a video game happen. And I think when you involve the families and they kind of have fun with it too and they run with it, I think that that is what creates that more emotional connection to sports. And I go back to this piece on Drive to Survive all the time and how women have gotten so invested in Formula One. And I really believe that it is because Drive to Survive gives you that emotional connection to these players or drivers. And on the note of Drive to Survive and all that, that airs in a week and a half-ish. I'm so excited for season five. I will do a special podcast episode for that. In the meantime, though, the golf one came out this week. So I need to dive into that. And don't ask me if I've still been watching the tennis one. I'm still half an episode into the first episode. So we might be giving up on that. But also I, but also on Sunday, I decided to start that new movie with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, My Place or Your Mine. My Place or Your Mine. My Place or Yours? Your Place. Oh my God. Your Place or Mine. That was so hard. Anyway. You would think that because it took me three days to finish it that I would know the name of the movie better, but here we are. Anyway, it did take me three days to watch, but that's just because I have the attention span of a peanut and I can't just like sit through a movie and that'd be the only thing I do. So it ends up taking me for forever. But it is kind of of wild to think that this is the last episode where I talk about football until next football season. It's kind of sad. Football is my jam. I love football season. It just is my happy time of year. Basketball, college basketball comes next. So we're about to go into March Madness. So all is well. And now that I've gotten into Formula One, we have that to get us through to football season. So all good things coming up. And on that note, Let's go through the top 10 
in college basketball. At number 10, we have Tennessee. Number nine, Baylor. Eight, Arizona. Seven, Virginia. Six, Texas. Five, Kansas. Four, UCLA. Three, Purdue. Two, Houston. And one, Alabama. And if we want to go into some games that might be interesting coming up, I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. It's relevant to basically about 8,000 people, but Gonzaga is playing at LMU uh, this week. And LMU did beat St. Mary's, who is a ranked team. So this could actually be a really exciting game when they play Gonzaga. You never know. They might be on a winning streak. St. Mary's was ranked 17 or 15 when LMU beat them last week. So who knows? Um, That's your West Coast Conference update of the week that truly no one asked for. Other good games. The Tennessee-Kentucky game will be an interesting one. Iowa State-Kansas State will be an interesting Big 12 game. Oklahoma State against TCU on Saturday. I'll be at that game and TCU lost to Oklahoma State. It was one of their few losses and so I think that this will be a good game as I'm recording this. TCU is losing to, I think, Iowa State right now. That's not great, but that's okay. The Frogs will pull through. Another Saturday really good game to watch is going to be Baylor versus Kansas. Like I said, Baylor is ranked number nine. Kansas is five. Kansas TCU play on Monday, which I am so excited about. It's my favorite game of the year to go to. Um, Just growing up in Kansas, you grew up a KU basketball fan and that always just has a special place in my heart. I always get excited to see KU play, but obviously I'm a horn frog. All right, sorry about the late episode, but I to- told y'all it was coming. Obviously this was a little more life heavy than it was sports heavy, but that is just the nature of the podcast because sometimes we just gotta overshare and chat about life and it's fine. If you're not following me yet, make sure you do so on the Instagram at Monica Woodhams on the TikTok. I am how to pretend to like sports and you can follow this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode, which generally air every Wednesday. This has been kind of an exception because it's been a whirlwind of the last three weeks, but I promise you can get back on board. This is episode 93, which means... We are quickly coming up to episode 100, which I have some fun things in store to celebrate. Episode 100, which is wild, especially after taking this hiatus. Anyway, we're not going to go back down a rabbit hole. I really need to go to sleep. I am tired. Dogs are tired. They went to daycare. Anyway, all that to say, make sure you subscribe on all the socials, on where you listen to podcasts and I will talk to y'all next week.